0: Hola, welcome back to the Grad School Femme Touring Podcast. This is Dr. Yvette, and today I have a short solo episode all about how to start an academic podcast. As you may know, if you are a loyal listener, I like to record on topics that come up. So if there is a need, if there is an interest, and if I have any knowledge or or experience on that topic, I will talk about it. Why? Because I believe in accessibility of information, knowledge, skills, and ultimately, I want to empower my listeners. And something that has come up recently with a few folks who have reached out is they've asked me about how to start a podcast. Like, they have their own interest in starting a podcast and they want to learn how to get started. And this is actually a topic that I'm going to be covering in a separate workshop and so I'll talk about some information here but in the workshop I will be going more into detail I'll have slides handouts and I'll even share my screen to show you how I do what I do but for the purpose of this short episode I'll tell you exactly what you need to know if you wanted to get started with starting a or if you want to create a podcast now. So if you've had this idea that there's something that you want to say, there's a message that you want to share with the world, you want to pinpoint what that idea is. So before you even get started, you want to have an idea. And you you know, the sky's the limit in terms of what you can talk about. But I always recommend that you go with a topic that you know you can talk about endlessly. So I kind of just stumbled into this concept of grad school femtouring. It was actually not super intentional when I got started. It was more, I was just trying to play around and look for for new types of of apps or software that we could use for another podcast that I am part of called Chicana Mother Work. And in doing so, I kept thinking, well, if I did my own solo episode, what would it be on? What does everybody ask me about? And of course, um, at the time, my full-time job was all about preparing low-income first-gen underrepresented students for uh, doctoral programs. So I'm like, okay, if obviously be about grad school. What do I do? I'm a mentor, femtor to them. So I called it grad school femtoring because that was the thing that I could talk about endlessly and that a lot of people are constantly approaching me for just asking me a bunch of questions related to grad school now so you have an idea after that you want to think about um, the structure of your podcast so is it going to be more conversational or are you going to have to prepare scripts Uh, is it going to be solo episodes or are you going to want to include guests um, are you gonna be speaking off the cuff and focusing more on your experiences? Or are you actually gonna be doing research and bringing in some information from external sources? You wanna think about that. If it's an academic podcast and you wanna bring up information, you could always, one thing that I recommend is sometimes you can, there's so much that you learn from your own research. If you are an undergraduate or graduate student and pursuing your own research project, that in and of itself could be a podcast. And so if that's the case, and you know it's gonna be more of an academic topic, then yeah, you might want to understand that you're going to need to be doing some research beforehand. If you're going to be having guests, you need to understand that you're gonna need to have a system for reaching out to them in advance so that you have enough guests so that you can release episodes on a regular or consistent basis. Another thing that comes up for podcasters is learning about tech and software. And so with tech, um, a lot of us at some point will invest in a mic. It actually took me two years for me to invest in a mic. I The first, um, yeah, first year and a half or two of my podcast, everything I recorded either on my laptop or on my phone. So you technically don't need a lot of high tech um, to have uh, a, a Podcast, and the one thing I do recommend because I learned this the hard way is to always have headphones. And I didn't always u- use headphones, and then sometimes I use headphones that were more um, earbud style, where it would um, it would take what is it like the audio, pick up the audio from the cord. And so all of a sudden, when the cord would move, you would hear that and it would sound staticky. I learned the lesson the hard way, and you may have noticed it in a couple of episodes, but now I know better. Now I don't use those headphones, and I use the mic, and hopefully that helps to offset any of the background noises. So if you're not going to be investing in a mic or other tech, um, or if you just don't have the financial capacity to do so. Don't let that get in the way of you doing it. You can definitely do it with just your cell phone or just your laptop and any headphones that you have on hand. The next question that I get a lot is, okay, so how do I actually do it? Like, how do I record? How do I put it up on Apple Podcasts and um, Spotify, etc.? cetera? Well, um, you'll want to figure out what podcasting software or app you're going to be using. I use Anchor. Why did I start using Anchor? Well, let me tell you a little bit about the backstory of my experience with podcasting. The first time I started podcasting was through the Chicana Motherwork podcast. This was, oh my goodness, how long ago was this? Maybe 2016-ish. And we would physically have to show up to a studio in East LA and then we had the folks there who volunteered their time to help us out, let us borrow their equipment. They had a full, I don't even know what those things called, <laughs> are called. Cause I'm not, as you can tell, I'm not like um, an expert on the tech, but they had a soundboard and they had mics and we all were, you know, we got to borrow their, their fancy headphones. And at the end of it, they did the work for us in terms of producing and releasing So we just showed up, press a couple buttons that they told us to press, record it, and that was it. Then after a while, because we were all in different locations, we started to use um, Zoom and recording on Zoom and then from Zoom, taking the audio, editing it on GarageBand. From GarageBand, then we would um, upload it through SoundCloud. Yes, I think it was SoundCloud. And then SoundCloud would then disperse it to the different podcasting um, networks. And that's what we did. But I actually never did the tech. I didn't produce. I didn't do the editing. That was another member of our collective. Shout out to Judy. Thank you so much. I don't know how you do it or how you did it, but you are oh my gosh, you're amazing for doing that for us. But again, I didn't have those technical skills. And I also just didn't have the, I guess, patience to learn how to use GarageBand and SoundCloud. And so when I learned about Anchor, which is why I have that ad on my podcast, because I actually use it, well, I thought, okay, is this too good to be true? It has everything all in one place. So it's A place for you to record, but then it's also a host, so it it saves all of your audio. Um, Anchor also includes um, any sounds like transitional sounds, intro music, outro music. It even gives you templates and um, what's it called like different images that you could use for your cover art. And then they give you these step-by-step instructions for how to add your podcast on, like I said, the different podcasting networks. So if you want it on Apple Podcasts, if you want it on Spotify, if you want it on who knows what the other ones are. Those are the two that I can think of off the top of my head. They give you instructions for how to do that, how to load your feed onto the other um, networks. And um, so you you get to decide, do you want to use something like Zencaster. some folks use Zencaster to record. Um, some people will use Zoom, some people will just record straight onto Anchor. Uh, if you wanna know about what I do, I actually record on Zoom and then from Zoom, I load the audio onto Anchor and then I load the video, my Friday episodes all come with the video, I load that onto um, YouTube. Um, But you could keep it easy, you could try anchor you could find I'm sure there might be other sites and apps out there similar to anchor nowadays. This was just what I found two years ago that I continue to use because it, if it simplifies my life i'm going to keep using it if it ain't broke don't fix it right. Um, So recording just think about that how what what platform, what app, what software are you gonna be using for that? And that's the same thing goes with hosting. Where are you going to be saving your audio? Because remember, if you're recording a bunch of audio or if you're including video too, then that's gonna take up a lot of space on your computer if you're saving it on your computer. And so you wanna decide, are you gonna put it up on, you know, software like Zencaster or Anchor so that you don't have to take up all that precious space on your computer? Are you gonna have an external hard drive? Are you gonna put it up on an iCloud? Are you gonna, do you have extra space on Google Drive to save your audio there? What do I do? I save it on Anchor. And so after it's been officially published on Anchor, I don't keep my audio or my videos once they go up on YouTube. I, I don't keep them because I, to be frank, don't have a need for them, and I don't like taking up, again, precious space on my computer, so I may keep them for a couple of weeks, but after, you know, I don't have, I don't save any more than five to ten sets of audio at a time because I just don't want to be taking up too much space on my computer, but that's a completely personal decision. Some folks want to have a backup, a backup, and if you're like that and it makes you feel better to have a backup, um, go ahead and do that um all right another thing to consider if you're starting a podcast is in order to get all your stuff loaded onto apple Podcasts, which is you know the dominant platform where people listen to um to podcasting you're gonna need a logo and you're gonna need a square shaped kind of cover art logo and for that you know when I first started out I just it was just a generic logo that I pulled from anchor but then as I got <laughs> more experience, I learned how to use Canva if you haven't used Canva and you're interested in podcasting in blogging in content creation in entrepreneurship or in general are a very creative person I highly recommend it it's just so easy uh, to use uh, it's very very user-friendly And so with Canva, the sky's the limit in terms of creating your logo. If anything, you might have too much fun and spend too much time and have too many options and not know what to choose. And so my cover art is made easily, very simply with Canva. And you're probably wondering what dimensions, that's stuff that that you can look up. And Anchor will also tell you what dimensions the cover art needs to be. You can Google Apple Podcasts cover art dimensions, the size will show up. And then on Canva, you can resize any image, any art that you create to the exact dimensions that you need, again, making it super easy. Another important thing, once you have an idea, once you have a system and method for how you're going to be recording and uploading and publishing the podcast, you need to title your podcast. Like, what is the title? What is the thing that you're doing? And you want it to be catchy. So some folks have really long titles. Some folks have short titles. I went with three words. I... I don't know three three is my favorite number three is easy for me to remember whenever I try to make certain points I try to stick to the rule of three here three reasons why xyz. And so, if you're creating your your title, maybe ask around get some of your friends and family members or anybody who. maybe interested in the topic that you're going to be recording on, get their input on your title and see what they think, see if it's catchy, see if it's relevant, see if it actually directly tells you what the podcast is about. Because that's one of my pet peeves when I listen to podcasts and I go and I realize, wow, like I would never know that they're talking about this based on this podcast. Then I know maybe they need to, (laughs) they need to do some rebranding and change um, the title of their podcast but don't overthink it either again if you can't choose a title and that's the reason that's holding you back go with go with the first thing that comes to mind like me grad school 3 was the first thing that came to mind i didn't think twice about it and then if all else fails in the future you can always rebrand you can always change your podcast title you can always change your cover i've changed my cover i, I don't know probably at least three times now. Uh, so you might, if you look it up, if you Google Grassco Fountain, you'll find some of the older images, and that's okay. It's okay to do that. Um, other things to consider that maybe you weren't considering when thinking about podcasting is you'll want to decide how often you're going to be recording because consistency is really important. You know, with some of my other podcasts. I haven't always been able to be consistent and it can be hard. Are you going to have a co-host? That's another thing that can kind of affect how often you release an episode, because if you've got another co-host or multiple co-hosts, then you've got to account for different people's schedules. And so are you going to be releasing a podcast episode once a month, once every two weeks, once a week, twice a week? I recommend going with something a little bit more manageable at first, like maybe once every other week or even once a week. Um, Once a month is hard because it can be hard to grow an audience if they're having to wait an entire month to listen to another episode. I'll be honest about that. And then the more often you put out episodes, the, the more listens you get. And so I try to release two episodes, but I know if things get really, really hectic for me in my life, I can always drop it down to every week or even every other week. When I was on my maternity leave, I remember I pre-recorded episodes and had them releasing every other week. And those of you that have been my loyal listeners since back then, um, thank you, thank you, thank you because I did not lose my audience during that time. I was really worried, what if I take a step back and don't record and just have pre-recorded episodes? It's okay to do that. So now I know if I need to take time off, I can pre-record, I can slow down um, the number of episodes that I release or the frequency of episodes that I release and it'll be okay. Just so long as you are consistent, that's all that matters. And then I think one last thing I wanna say about this topic has to do with um, seasons or no seasons. Are you gonna be recording in season, season one, two, three, four, and have sub themes within each season Or is it going to be an ongoing podcast where there is no season one, two, three, four, and breaks in between? What works better for you? Some folks like that seasonality. They like to have some time um, to take a break or some time to batch record and have themes. And some folks would rather just keep that consistency. And if they need to take time off, they pre-record in advance or they release an older episode and that's okay too. So it's just What works best for you? For me, seasons didn't um, quite work for grad school found because I wanted to maintain that consistency. And again, I know fallout fails. I I don't have to publish as many episodes as often. Or I can release older episodes. Because I have over a 100 and what? It's uh, nearly 130 episodes now. So, 130 episodes. I don't think you've listened to all 130 of them. So, it's okay if I release an older one. Um, But really, it's just a personal preference. So, decide what works best for me right now. I have another podcast too, by the way. I've got mixed fam abroad, all about my experiences living here in Portugal with my mixed and neurodiverse family. And for that one, we are doing seasons because you know what? It's exhausting. And we decided we wanted to take a break as a family and that we wanted to live a little bit more, you know, here before we share even more about our time abroad. So, yeah, in that situation, and that circumstance, it was better to have seasons, whereas for this, um, because I know I have loyal listeners, because this is part of what I do for a living, it makes complete sense for me to consistently put out episodes every single week without necessarily having, you know, a visual break. Maybe it's a break for me and that it's a re-record, it's a record, releasing an older recording, or in that I'm releasing them once every other week, or only once a week instead of twice a week, but you get what I mean. Figure out what works best for you. So that's what um, I wanted to share, just off the top of my head, some of the things that you might need to get started with your own podcast. I actually have some of my own former students who have started their own podcasts. They have approached me for input, for advice. Um, and I just wanna say I'm really proud of you for doing that, for putting yourself out there. Um, and for those of you that who have been thinking about it, consider this your sign. I am granting you permission to do it if it's something that you really want to do. Come up with the idea, think about what kind of tech you might wanna use. How are you gonna record it? Where are you gonna host all of your audio? What kind of logo do you want to create? What's gonna be the title of your podcast? How often are you gonna record? And will you be recording in seasons? Okay, that's my short episode for this week. I hope you found it helpful. And also, if you're listening, please, please, please check out my workshops. They're going to be in my show notes. This Saturday is my first workshop on making money movidas, all about financial literacy and budgeting to teach you how to meet your goals and spend in value aligned ways. So check it out. I'm going to have other uh, workshops Um, another one on organizing so uh, all about basically getting your stuff together setting up systems setting up standard operating procedures and um, and then I'm also going to have a workshop all about podcasting 101 so how to start and how to grow podcast so I'll go into even more detail Um, so I'm not just going to share what I shared today but I'll share even more because this is just a pulled up what I could think of, but for that I'll have slides, I'll have handouts, I'll have how-to videos to help you even further. Okay, so check that out if you're interested, and if not, I will talk to you all later. Thank you so much for joining me in the Grad School Fem Drawing podcast. If you liked what you heard, please leave me a review on Apple Podcasts or email me your review at gradschoolfemturing at gmail.com. You can also show your support by going to gradschoolfemtoring.com and joining my mailing list where you'll receive weekly tips, podcasts and blog updates, as well as discounts for my digital downloads, online courses, and much more. One last thing. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Until next time.